Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Peter Fourier. I shall always remember that day in the year 1597 when Father Peter Fourier walked into our lives in the village of Matancourt in Lorraine. We were seated at the stone-topped tables in front of the tavern, enjoying a glass of wine, Anton and I, oblivious to the others. Claudia, it's been three months since I told you I loved you, and still you don't give me your answer. Oh, Anton, I've got to be sure. Not of your love, dear, Your but... religion again. I thought it was all settled. I know, Anton. But somehow, here, inside me, it doesn't seem right not to be married in the church. But I thought you were going to forget the church and we would have a civil wedding. You agreed. It's not easy to do that, Anton. Claudia, Lorraine is going over to Calvinism. Here in Matancourt, many have left the church. Each Sunday, fewer and fewer people attend the services. The priest has been summoned to tool by the bishop. He may never come back. Everything you say is true, Anton, but... But still, it doesn't seem right to forsake what I've believed in all my life. Claudia, I'm not asking you to give up religion and become an atheist. I'm a religious man myself. All I'm asking is that we take up a religion that's new and modern... Times are changing. The church has stood still for 1,600 years. It won't change and keep up with the advances of civilization, so intelligent people have to find a new church. Oh, we've been all over this, Claudia. I, I want to know when you'll marry me. He sat there, waiting for me to answer. My mind was reviewing all he had said. I saw the empty pews in the church 
the sad face of the priest as he conducted the services. Could it be true that this church, which had stood through the centuries, was to close its doors and that a new church would take its place? Then I saw him, Father Peter Fourier, coming down the dusty road, carrying his prayer book in one hand and a heavy traveling bag in the other. Claudia, I am waiting for your answer. Look, the priest. What? Oh, he's come back. What? No, he's a new one. Hey, look, men. Madame Cour has a new priest. Well, he won't last long. You. Hey, priest, come on over and wet your whistle. Hubert, please. Look, he's coming. Good afternoon, Father. Good afternoon, mademoiselle. People have met on cool. Did the good bishop of Toul send you to replace Father Ambrose? I am Father Peter Fourier, your priest. Maybe the good bishop didn't like you. That's why he sent you to Matancourt. Priests don't last long here. Maybe it's the climate. Hubert! So I understand. However, the bishop didn't send me. He was gracious of enough to permit me to come when I asked to be assigned to Matancourt. What? You asked to come here? Yes. But Why? I asked to come because I didn't believe the stories I'd heard about Matancourt. What stories? That this was the most corrupt, the most evil, and the most godless district in all France. Father, you must be tired. Uh, Won't you sit down and have wine with us? Oh, thank you. It has been a weary journey. You mean you don't mind sitting with heretics? You make the charge. Not I, monsieur. Father is right, Hubert. But that's what the Catholics are taught by the priests. They are right. Anyone who disagrees is a heretic. It's a beautiful afternoon, and you've been kind enough to ask me to share a glass of wine. If you don't wish to accept me as a priest, at least accept me as a friend. Father, I'm Claudia André. Oh? This is Hubert Leclerc. Yes? And Anton Montour. Waiter, bring us wine. Father, isn't it true the bishop sent you to win us back to the church? Yes, that is one mission among others. Well, Hubert, at least he's honest about it. So, now that you know why I'm here, you can be on your guard against me, Hubert. <laughs> Fair enough, Father. And it's only right to tell you we've had enough of the Catholic Church. We are not interested in coming back. Very well, but now let, let us drink this wine, not to the differences that separate us, but to the glorious one we share in common. What have you and I in common? Our belief in the divine Son of God. We looked at each other, and then at Father Peter Fourier. In our hearts, we knew the struggle had begun. As for me, I knew my struggle was ended and that I would never again be tempted to renounce my church. We were silent, each deep in his own thoughts, as we sipped our wine. And our reverie was broken by the petulant voice of Mayor Latouche. Ah, here you are. Father, I'm Amiel Latouche, mayor of Matancourt. Father, I must say I'm surprised to find you here. Well, these were the first people to greet me on my arrival, and they invited me to sit with them. While I, the mayor, have been standing at the church steps in the hot sun waiting for your arrival? 
I, who arranged a welcoming committee of the few good Catholics left in Matako, must seek you out and find you sipping wine with the worst heretics we have? Father, I am deeply shocked. Mayor Latouche, in the spirit of friendship and in the name of our Savior, we four have shared a glass of wine. Well, yes, of course, being a stranger in town, you had no way of knowing with whom you were sitting. I warned you, Father, we were bad company. You did. And then, Father, I should think you would have refused to be seen among them. Fortunately, there are a few good people left in Matancourt. There's no need for our priest to be entertained by riffraff and heretics. Take your precious priest and get out. Tell him what you like about me, but don't forget to tell him about yourself. Tell him how you go to church one day of the week and rob and tax us into poverty the other six. Tell him how you sin every day in the year and get them all cleared up with one confession and then start sinning all over again. And you and can tell him... be quiet. I'll not be quiet. Tell him how you use your religion as a shield behind which you rob and steal those who are not of the same faith. Anton's right. In one week, he can undo all the good a dozen priests can do in a year. Lies! Lies, Father! They hate our religion, and they hate me because I'm Catholic. But I'll fix you, Hubert Leclerc. Eh, let me see. Your note's overdue at the bank. I think I'll demand payment. Mayor Latouche, would you demand payment because of what has just happened here? The note is overdue. I might have extended it if Leclerc had kept a civil tongue in his head. Well, then I am at fault. And I beg my host to forgive me. And I thank you for inviting me to sit with you. Well, now, I don't see that you have to thank them. Please, Mayor. Remember, I, too, am a Catholic. He bowed and left. We noticed that when the mayor offered to help with the luggage... Father Peter handed him the prayer book to carry. We noticed he spent most of his time with the poor and with ragged children who laughed and screamed with delight as he told them the quaint folk tales of Lorraine. Then came his first sermon with more people than there had been for months. And the greatest of these is charity. Charity to all, to those who are with us and to those who do not believe as we do. Each Catholic is an apostle of Christ, a living example to the world of the living, positive glory of the Catholic Church. And the glory of the Church is its divine charity, its capacity for understanding and forgiveness. Let us forget the harsh, cruel epithet of heretic. Only the church has the authority to brand one as a heretic, and that can be done only after a painstaking trial and with every effort being made to give the accused the opportunity to repent and recant. There are people here who are, let us say, strangers to our church. It is for us by our humility, our example, our devotion, and by our charity to win back the lost and the faltering. And in time, if we welcome these strangers with charity, they too will come to live with us in the house of the Lord.
Come in. Mayor Latouche. Father, after your sermon, I I thought it best to talk with you. Please uh, sit down. Uh, oh, do, do you find it cool in here? Cool? It's freezing. Oh, I'm sorry. Had I known you were coming, I'd have had a fire going. But uh, it's, it's all ready to light. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, there it's caught. Uh, uh, quick, hand me those bellows, Mayor. Yes. There. There, that does it. <laughs> uh, don't you usually have a fire? It seems to me your wood pile disappears fast enough. Oh, I have a fire for visitors. I, I, I didn't need all that wood, so I gave some of it away. But you didn't come here to talk about that. Uh, some of us feel you should take a stronger hand with these here. Uh, these uh, Strangers? Call them what you will. But some of us feel they should be branded for what they are and dealt with sternly. What would you have me do? Denounce them publicly. And forbid any Catholic to even speak to them. Drive them out before they become any stronger. Drive them where? Well, I don't care where they go. But I wasn't sent here to drive them away, but to lead them back to the church. Uh, that was not my understanding. I appealed to the bishop to send someone to stamp out these dissenters, these heretics. But that has such an unpleasant connotation, Mayor. I get the vision of people being trampled on. Besides, your methods have been tried without result. See, the bishop gave me a free hand to do what I could. Since you won't follow my advice, what plan will you use? Or do you have one? Yes, Mayor, I do have a plan. First, we will arouse our own people to take an active part in church work and strengthen their bond. And how will that be done? Well, I shall at once institute three sodalities. St. Sebastian for men, the Holy Rosary for women... The Immaculate Conception for Girls. Splendid. Splendid. I heartily approve. I was sure you would and selected you to preside over the sodality of St. Sebastian. Uh, oh, well, now I am a very busy man. My official duties take a good deal of my time. Well, with I that don't... in mind, I thought Thursday evening once a week might find the men less occupied. Thursday? Uh... No, 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 that's when the chess club meets. At eight, I believe. You see, I was thinking that if the sodality started at seven, the men could meet at the club, and then they would have all evening to let the lessons of the sodality sink in while playing chess. Sink in while playing chess? Well, I don't know. I good, to... good. Your experience in conducting meetings will be invaluable. Now, secondly, I propose to educate the poor. That's a good... We, what? We, we must start with the children and give them a Catholic education. Yeah, but you said the poor. Yes, the children of the poor. <laughs> you can't very well. But... If we permit them to grow up in ignorance, they could become the worst enemies of the church. Our critics say that the church listens only to the rich and the powerful and neglects the poor. A lie, a blasphemous lie. Yes, yes, Mayor, you and I understand that, but the poor and the miserable are only too easily misled by such arguments. Mayor Latouche. I'm shocked by the way the children have been neglected. Oh, now, now, Father, we don't forget them. At Christmas time, we take a big basket of food to every family in Matakur who's in distress. You may be sure no child goes hungry on Christmas Day. It is not enough. Each day a child goes hungry marks a defeat for civilized people, and each child who looks in bewilderment at the pages of an open book is a lost opportunity for humanity. Ignorance is our greatest enemy. 
That's what has to be stamped out, not people. You're very idealistic, Father. Mm, how do you propose to do all this? I shall start a school. The poor can't pay for teachers and books and buildings. The education will be free. What? The books will not cost much, and at first we can use a section of the church. How about teachers? I'll call upon the women of the town. They'll be trained as quickly as possible and put into the classroom. Mm. No, I don't see it at all. I wash my hands of it. Except this. If things don't turn out, you may be sure the bishop will hear about it. Oh, indeed he will. I must send him a monthly report of my progress. Uh, oh, must you go? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, important dinner. A nephew of the Duke of Lorraine has stopped overnight. Uh, before I go, there's something else. What is this St. Eva's purse? Oh, that. Well... It's a fund for mutual aid. Uh, people contribute to it, and then if a man has a misfortune and needs money, he can draw from the fund. Like a bank? Yes, except there's no interest. Uh, the only condition is that a man return the money when he becomes more prosperous. <laughs> uh, your purse will soon be empty. I think not. But why do you ask about the purse? Hubert Leclerc paid off his note at the bank yesterday. I've asked everyone in Matancourt, except you, Father, where he found the money. Claudia. Oh, Anton, you startled me. What are you doing here? Waiting for you. You followed me? Yes, you've been seeing the priest. Yes, Anton. Is that so wrong? What do you talk about? Us. You and I, Anton. What about us? I told him how much we meant to each other, but that you wanted me to give up my religion. And what did he say to that? He told me to talk with you. That once you knew how much one's religion meant, you wouldn't insist. He's wrong. Anton, I can't put aside my faith. And I can't help loving you. I suppose he told you to persuade me to give up my religion? But he didn't say that. I see through his game. He used you to convert me. No. No, Anton, you're unfair to Father Peter. He's very understanding. And if you were What does only... he understand about love and marriage? What does he know about anything except his precious church? Talk to him, Anton. Please. Don't worry. I'll talk to him right now. Come in. Anton. What have you been saying to Claudia? What right have you to say whom she can marry? Please sit down, Anton. I'll stand. You love Claudia very much. And yet, as a condition of marriage, you demand she give up that which is sacred to her. I don't think it's so sacred. But she does. She was on the verge of giving it up until you came. She came to me of her own free will and told me the whole story. Because of her love, she wavered. But I'm convinced that she never will again. You've taken her from me. What would you have me do, Anton? Tell her the faith that she's believed all her life is untrue? What kind of a priest would I be to deliver such a death blow? Well, I suppose you were only doing your duty as you saw it. I, I just don't agree. Anton, are we so far apart? Remember my first day in Matancourt when we sat together in the name of Christ? Yes, I remember. I believe in God and his holy son, but... but not in the church. 
That's right. But you believed once your parents were Catholic? Yes. What happened? Well, it seemed to us the priests here and in other towns were only interested in the rich and the powerful. Why, some of them lived like kings while the poor were starving. Some. Not all, Anta. Not all. There were some like yourself. And so you revolted and protested. Yes, when we couldn't stand it any longer. Anton, it's not enough to be against evils and abuses. There comes a time when a man must be for something. The church is is a positive living force for good and will stand in spite of the fact that some few of her priests have failed her. The weak and the unworthy go, and their foolishness is turned to wisdom by their successors. All this means you're asking something of me. What is it? To give me the chance to prove that all I say is true. You're not asking me to come back to the church? Not at present, Anton. I want you back because of your faith in the church, not because you love Claudia... It would be unworthy of us both to bargain her love as the price of your return. I must go to her. Good night, Anton. Good night, Father. We've been walking for some time, Anton. Yes, we have. The river is beautiful, isn't it? Yes, it is. You've been very quiet. You haven't said much. I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been seeing a great deal of Father Peter. I'm so glad. Are you, Claudia? Yes, I am. The next Sunday, Father Peter announced his plan for the education of the poor children of Matincourt and called for volunteer teachers. I and four other women raised our hands, and after the services, we met with Father Peter to make plans. Now, here is the plan. Those best fitted will be trained in methods of instruction. All students will be taught how to read and write, and in the language of the province. The older girls will be taught how to draw up invoices and receipts and how to conduct business correspondence in order that they may find employment in business firms. Now, to enable children to learn as rapidly as possible, we shall adopt simultaneous instruction. And, uh, yes, Claudia, do you have a question? Uh, what is simultaneous instruction? Well, each child will have the same book, and each will be assigned the same lesson each day. And when one child reads aloud, the others can follow, and thus profit by the corrections the teacher gives to the single reader. Books will be carefully selected for their literary and moral content. The school will not be only for Catholic children? Oh, no. It will be a school for those who can't afford to pay for education. But will the Calvinists send their children to us? I'm sure many of them will. They must be treated kindly. And no harsh words spoken about their religion, nor should the Catholic children be permitted to tease them. And when the opportunity presents itself so that you can talk in general terms of our own advantages, do so. But we must lead them back, not drive them. Father, we've been asking among ourselves, what happens to the school should you, well, leave us and someone else takes your place? It shall continue. Should the school work out here, 
I shall ask the help of the bishop to establish a congregation of sisters who will dedicate their lives to the gratuitous teaching of the poor. What we start here today may grow and benefit the poor all over the world for generations to come. This will be all for today now. Meet with me tomorrow afternoon for further instructions. Uh, Claudia, stay a moment, please. Yes, Father. You wish to speak to me? I want you to withdraw from this venture. Oh, but, Father, I want to help. You can help in other ways. I would prefer not to have married women. But I'm not. I think you will be soon. I've had many talks with Anton. He's coming back to us. Thus was the beginning of Congregation of Notre Dame. The school sisters dedicated to the teaching of the poor. The good father of Matancourt was soon called away by the Bishop of Tours, and though we were saddened by his leaving, we drew comfort in the thought that the poor in other parts of France and beyond would benefit by his devotion, by his humbleness, simplicity, and example. He accomplished more in one year than had others in thirty. Truly a saint had walked among us, and we knew him not until he had left. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness 
and give you his peace. Amen.